welcome to Storytime with David and Molly. Alright, so today is Storytime with David and Molly. We just read a tiger book. Yes. Of the zoo. And now it was the jungle book. And now is... We're going to read Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Dragon. Poor Sleeping Dragon. Alright, you ready? Once upon a time, in a far-off land, there lived a good king and queen who wanted a child more than anything in the world. At last, after many years, the queen gave birth to a beautiful daughter. The king invited all the people in the kingdom to a great party to celebrate the birth of the princess. The queen asked seven fairies to be the baby girl's godmothers. When the day of the party arrived, the fairy godmothers were the first guests to enter. There's only one, two, three, four, five. Hmm. Maybe one, then... two, three, four, five people. Maybe they just... Six. That's a six people. Yeah. Maybe they're not showing everybody, honey, uh, in the picture. It's such a small picture. Yeah. The fairy sat down to a fine table at the head of the room. Each fairy godmother had a place setting with golden plates and cups decorated with... I can't see the words, honey. Honey, I can't see when your arms are in the way. I can't, I can't see Can I read the words? Thank you. Decorated with diamonds and rubies. They were special guests. But there was another fairy, a very old and unhappy fairy, whom the queen had forgotten to invite. As all the guests sat down, this old fairy appeared. She was angry at having been forgotten, so the queen apologized and quickly set another plate for her among the other fairies. But there were no more golden plates or jeweled cups. The old fairy had to eat off china and sip from crystal. This made her angrier. As dinner was served, the fairies talked excitedly among themselves about their gifts for the princess. But the evil fairy did not join in their conversations. She only grumbled to herself. The beautiful young fairy who sat beside her at the table heard the old woman muttering to herself. The young fairy decided to hide behind the curtains in case the old fairy caused some mischief. Finally, the time came for the godmothers to give their gifts. When the king and queen sat proudly nearby, each fairy in turn stepped up to the cradle where the baby slept. Each fairy gave the child a magical gift. I give this child beauty, said the first fairy godmother. She shall be as good as she is lovely, said the second fairy. She shall have all happiness. She shall have happiness all her days, offered the third. The princess was also given gifts of a quick mind, dancing feet, and a lovely voice. Then the old fairy stepped forward. She was still angry at the queen. I curse this princess. On her sixteenth birthday, she shall prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and die. Just as the queen was about to cry, the seventh fairy quietly stepped out from her hiding place. She was the youngest and kindest of the fairies, but her magic was not yet as strong as the magic of the other fairies. She could not reverse the evil fairy's curse. I cannot take away this curse, she said sadly. 
but I can change it. The princess will not die when she pricks her finger. Instead, she will fall into a deep sleep until a prince's kiss awakens her. The king and queen thanked the young fairy, but they were grief-stricken and found little comfort in her gift. In the years before her sixteenth birthday, they did everything they could to prevent the curse from being fulfilled. The king ordered all spinning wheels in his kingdom to be destroyed to try to save his little daughter. As the years went by, the princess grew into a beautiful girl, blessed with all her fairy godmother's gifts. It had been so long since the royal banquet that many people in the kingdom had forgotten about the curse. Finally, the day of the princess's sixteenth birthday arrived. In the morning, she decided to explore some of the towers in the castle, where she had never been. At the top of the tallest tower, she came upon a room where an old woman sat at a spinning wheel. The young princess had never seen a spinning wheel, since they had not been allowed in the kingdom in her lifetime. The princess asked the old woman what she was doing. "'I am spinning, my dear,' replied the old woman. "'How clever,' said the girl. "'Please let me try.' The old woman eagerly got up from the stool and helped oh, the princess sit dark. down. What I want to do as a whole. Mm. But as soon as the princess started to spin, she pricked her finger on the spindle. Immediately she fell into a deep, deep sleep. No one in the kingdom could wake the sleeping beauty. With great sadness in their hearts, the king and queen dressed her in a fine white gown and laid her in her royal bed. They surrounded her with silk pillows and blankets and brought her fresh flowers every day. Oh, I can get it. Pop, 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 she knew that the king and queen would be sad to watch their daughter sleep for the rest of their days. She also knew that the king and queen could not help the sleeping princess. The little fairy decided to cast a magic spell over the whole kingdom. Everyone in the kingdom fell fast asleep and would not awaken until the princess opened her eyes. Last of all, the fairy grew a magical forest of thorny trees around the castle to protect it. As the years passed, the people in the nearby countryside forgot the kingdom hidden in the thorny woods. Only a few of the older people remembered the story of the Sleeping Beauty. Then one day, a young prince was out riding over the hills, exploring the countryside. He came upon the dark, thorny woods and wondered why it was so silent. Finally, he noticed a tower rising above the trees. What is that castle I see in the woods? he asked some people in the nearby village. A very old man told the prince a tale that his father had told him about the hidden castle. It was the story of Sleeping Beauty. The prince grew very excited upon hearing the tale and decided to rescue the beautiful princess. He was prepared to cut his way through the thorny forest to reach her, but the trees parted magically no. to make a path for him. This is her home. Why is he rescuing her from her home? Well, because she's fast asleep and so is everybody in the kingdom. She's under a spell, so he's going to go help break the spell. With no one. That's himself. Let me see how this is. Mm. Is the it hot? Is it hot? No, it's not hot, sweetheart. But what trees? about um, like a hotter? Mm. The trees parted magically to make a path for him. 
the path right to the castle door. The prince entered the castle. He was very quiet inside. In every room he looked, he saw people sleeping soundly. He searched through the entire enchanted castle before he found the princess in her golden bed. The prince leaned down and kissed her cheek. The princess opened her eyes. When she saw the handsome young man, she smiled. Is it you, my prince? The prince was charmed at the sound of her voice and told her that, indeed, he had come to save her. Then he told her that he loved her already. Wow, that was pretty quick. I think they should probably take time to get to know each other, don't you? Yeah. Wow. Because they're pretty thick. No, quick. they might not like each other. Yeah. You can't, you can't decide that you love somebody a second after you meet them. Yeah. Because they might not be a nice person. Honey, please don't do that. I don't like it. Do Why I, are you messing with me? I'm doing it on the fingers. Why? Do it on your own fingers. Mama, put your <laughs> fingers through this <laughs> The prince and the princess were interrupted by a great cheer. The whole castle was Why awake. Why are you not? <laughs> Again. The king, could I finish the story? The king and the queen thanked the young prince for breaking the spell. They were grateful to see their beautiful daughter again. Lucky you. I can do it. I can do it. Honey, I need to turn the page. <laughs> no, I can. I can. Can you turn the page for me? Wait, one page, not all the pages. The king called for a great celebration which lasted many days and many nights. Since they had just awoken from a long sleep, they had no trouble staying awake. At the end of the party, the princess and the prince were married in the palace. Hopefully that party lasted a couple of years. Because you shouldn't marry somebody like a day after you meet them. It's not a smart decision. It's a day all these in this time. Mm. Their life together was happier than they ever dreamed possible. Well, that was lucky. All right, should we read one more and then have a cookie? Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Sorry. Did I ask you to do that? Are you wearing that boot or am I? Yeah. Yeah, so should you mess with it? Do you want to just be all done with stories? No. Okay, can you sit up nicely while I read to you? Yes. Thank you. I'm all doing I know. <laughs> You're a mischievous is what's going on here. I'm not a mischievous. All right. Do you want the nightingale, Hansel and Gretel? Nightingale. The nightingale. All right. Page 123. The nightingale. Many years ago, the Emperor of China lived in a palace that was surrounded by beautiful gardens. Visitors came from all over the world to admire his silk draperies, exquisite vases, and rare flowers. But after the visitors toured the palace and gardens, they wanted to see more. Don't let our trip end, they would say. A fisherman heard these words. I can show you the most beautiful thing in all of China, he would say. He began taking visitors into the oh, forest. Oh, the China's castle? There, this is, story is set in China. But that is outside the video. What? The China's is well known for the Central window. Oh. oh, are you talking about ABC Mouse? The Great Wall of China? Yeah. Ah. <clears throat> 
He began taking visitors into the forest to see a beautiful nightingale that lived there. At first, they would simply grumble at the sight of a great bird. We walked out here for this, they said, but then the nightingale would open its mouth. The nightingale's song was lovelier than anything the visitors had ever heard. The visitors returned home and told their friends about the bird's beautiful singing. More people came to visit the palace garden. The nightingale became known as the most beautiful thing in all of China. Everyone heard of this most remarkable bird. Everyone, that is, except the emperor himself. The emperor of China was an old man. He stayed inside his palace and knew nothing of the nightingale. One day he received a letter that came from the emperor of Japan. I have heard of your wonderful nightingale, the Japanese emperor wrote. I will arrive in two days to admire this bird. The emperor of China was puzzled. He summoned his prime minister. Have you heard of this nightingale that is the most beautiful thing in all of China? The emperor asked. No, your excellency. The prime minister scratched his chin. Nightingales are quite plain birds. That may be, said the emperor, but the emperor of Japan arrives in two days. He expects to see this nightingale. Search until you find it. The prime minister quickly searched every inch of the palace, but he could not find the nightingale. One day before the Japanese emperor arrived, the emperor of China still could not find the bird. Uh, but they have to go to that one place. Mm. And that one place is home. The next morning, the emperor of China summoned the prime minister. The emperor of Japan will be here today, he told him. You must find this magnificent nightingale. The prime minister trekked into the woods and was about to give up when he came upon the fisherman. The fisherman led him right to the nightingale. The prime minister marched into the palace with the bird in his hand just as the Japanese emperor arrived. So this is the famous nightingale, the most beautiful thing in all of China, said the emperor of Japan. I must say he looks rather plain. Suddenly the nightingale opened his mouth. Out came the most beautiful song anyone had ever heard. The emperor of China was speechless. The emperor of Japan was speechless. The Emperor of China cried tears of joy. I must find a way to thank you for allowing me to hear your nightingale song, declared the Emperor of Japan. Day after day, the nightingale song filled the palace. People crowded in to hear the beautiful music. Someone always said, Too bad the plain nightingale doesn't look as lovely as he sounds. The emperor heard these comments, which made him very angry. The nightingale's song brought him such joy. He was happier now than ever before. I will not have people saying unkind words about the lovely nightingale, he said. The emperor gave the bird a golden perch to sit on, when he, which he adorned with precious, precious, when he adorned the precious nightingale with ribbons and jewels. People were delighted. Now, now the bird looks almost as lovely as he sounds. Every day, the nightingale sat on his golden perch, wearing his jewels and singing his song. The emperor thought the little bird looked tired and a little sad. He invited the nightingale into his private chambers to sing to him at night. The nightingale perched on the emperor's bed and sang just for the emperor. Golden ribbons and jewels do not enhance your lovely voice, said the emperor. You are the most beautiful thing in all of China when you are yourself, singing your pure sweet song. The emperor drifted off to sleep each night to the sound of the nightingale's beautiful song. The bird was happy, too. 
One day a present arrived from the Emperor of Japan. I hope you enjoy this gift, said the Emperor of Japan. It is a small token compared to the great joy you have given me to let me hear your nightingale. Inside the package was a nightingale decorated with emeralds, sapphires, and rubies. On its back was a tiny silver key. When the emperor wound the key, the mechanical bird began to sing in one of the nightingale's songs. The bird did not sound as lovely as the real nightingale, and it only sang one song. Still, the emperor was pleased. He ordered a second golden perch to be placed beside the first. Now you will get some rest, he told the nightingale. The people were happy. Finally, a nightingale that looks as lovely as it sounds, they said. They didn't notice that the jeweled bird's song was not as sweet as the real nightingale's song. They asked to hear the new nightingale over and over. The people ignored the real nightingale, so he flew home to the forest. There was only one person who noticed that the nightingale had gone. The emperor. He missed his friend deeply. Perhaps it's for the best, the emperor said. The nightingale is happier in the forest. The people never grew tired of the mechanical bird song until one morning, with a loud twang and a pop, it stopped. The emperor shook the bird. The prime minister wiggled its key, but the bird would not play. They called in the watchmaker. A spring has sprung, the watchmaker proclaimed. I'll fix it, but you'll have to be careful. Only wind it on special occasions. The emperor was sad. He missed his friend, the real nightingale. Now even the mechanical bird would not sing. The emperor grew sick and weak. The prime minister and all the lords and ladies of the court tried everything, but nothing helped. The old fisherman heard of the emperor's illness and told the nightingale. The nightingale flew straight to the emperor's chambers. He perched on the bed and began to sing his beautiful song. The emperor opened his eyes. You came back, whispered the emperor. Tears of joy streamed down his face. The nightingale sang a sweet song for the emperor. The two old friends visited late into the night. The emperor sat up in bed and the color returned to his cheeks. The nightingale was happy that he could make the emperor well. The nightingale loved the emperor because the emperor appreciated him just as he was. The emperor loved the nightingale because he was his companion. The two friends never parted. As long as the emperor loved the nightingale for being himself, the nightingale gladly sang his precious melodies in the emperor's palace. Well, so the nightingale had a beautiful song, but the people who came to see him didn't think he was fancy enough. So the emperor gave him fancy stuff to wear so that the people would like him. But the emperor liked him just for his song and didn't care what he looked like. That was good. Did you like that story? Yeah. yeah. I guess. That was about appreciating people and creatures for who they are on the inside. We always hear two weeks. You know what, honey? I think that the cookies are probably cool enough now. Let's say bye-bye to all these listeners. Bye-bye, Thanks for listening. Bye. Is that for the, the one where you can still watch? You want to push the stop? The X? Yeah.